to episode 165 of the All the Books show recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Michaels. That was so fast. Thank you. I mean, this is dating me, but that was like Micro Machine Guy fast. Wow, Micro Machine Guy. Well, can I tell you the truth? Yeah. I wanted to get all the information out before you called me out for saying the wrong episode number last week. How last week you said 165 when I really see, yeah. it was 164? Yeah. So I either, do that. either I got last week's wrong yeah. or the world has blessed us with two episode 165s. Wow, well, that would be you nice. Think, you think you're only going to get one. Yeah. And then boom. Except Sally's not here this time. Yeah, so no. She's no. only here in spirit. She's reigning yep. over the month of Halloween yeah, in her homeland. Is. Yes, she is. So all her subjects come and ask her for horror yeah. and fear. Yep. And she grants it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she yeah. leaves a little tiny yeah. gourd in everybody's <laughs> stocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, uh, yeah. A, a crocheted gourd. Oh, that's nice. She crochets. Yeah, she does crochet. She does crochet. <laughs> but enough about Sally. Yeah. Enough. Here we are. In Done episode, with it. The real episode 165. Yeah. Uh, in, we haven't for a while. You know, for some people, last mm-hmm. episode was the real 165. You're right. You're right. Go on. <laughs> we haven't in a long time done a Lonely Hearts Book Club. It's been, I don't know, a couple months anyway. It has been a so long I, time. So I did a deep dive into the stacks today, and I found one that I think is pretty fun. Nice. Uh, so we'll get into that a little bit later. We're going to highlight something that mm. apparently nobody's seen since the early 90s. So it's a bit <laughs> of a time capsule. Uh, going on over here. What is? I can't. I oh, can't think of anybody. Would have been good. Help! Didn't. Uh, you saw a movie over the weekend. You what is the guy who right plays now? Sean Hunter? I can't remember his name. In real life, Ryder Strong. Ryder Strong. Oh. What is Ryder Strong? Darn it! <laughs> that was because you said something nobody's seen since the nineties. Wow. Okay. All right. What is Will Friedel? Good stuff. Good stuff. I guess I'm just picking Boy Meets World characters. And you keep doing it, actors. And I don't know why. What are you asking me? Uh, you saw a Star is Born this weekend. I thought maybe you could tell the people how it was. Oh yeah, so we're gonna we're in. Well, bookmark before we now. get into bookmark, I thought you could just talk about the movie real this, quick. This counts as bookmark. Oh okay, I'm counting it. All right, well then we're starting our bookmark, everyone. This is where we talk <laughs> a about Star is Born books and movies and things that we've yeah. done. So take it away. I saw a Star is Born this weekend, so I don't know what I mean. Th- this is the fourth. fourth I, th- I think of the so. Movie? I've never seen one, but yeah, this is the only one I've seen. So yeah. I haven't seen the Barbara Streisand one mm-hmm. uh, and Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Who was you also know, she really she really wanted Elvis, really for that. Yeah. Oh, his, she, Colonel yeah. Tom, his manager, was like, "Nope." So when was that it. made? Must be late seventies, not too late. So like Fat Elvis. Yeah. Oh, he might have. That would probably be a different vibe. Have slimmed down. All right. Do you think she just wanted to be able to say she kissed Elvis? Maybe. And that was it. Maybe. And she got stuck with. But then she did like eight albums with Chris Christopherson, right? Yeah, I guess they did so. Did a Christmas one? They were yeah. always on album covers naked, Hanging holding out. each other. That's true. So <laughs> that's really true. Yeah. Uh, James Brolin doesn't like to talk about it. Who doesn't? James Brolin. Is oh, her husband. Oh, yeah. right. In real life? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. That's how a machine would have responded. I, I did not I know I that. I did not know. Okay. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say, the new star is born. Yeah. Uh, everybody's good in it. Uh, Sam Elliott's good in it. Uh, I don't know why I picked him first. Yeah, you did. You went right to Sam no. Elliott. <laughs> um, Bradley Cooper's good in it. He okay. directed it. That's cool. I, I, I think didn't this is his, that until my brother mentioned Yeah, that. this is the first movie he's directed. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lady Gaga is good in it. And she is credited as Lady Gaga. So I don't know her real name, hmm. period. But she's good in it. She's okay. not in any like meat outfits or anything. No, like oh, she normally is. Yeah. Bubble suits or right. whatnot. Yeah, keeping it, um, keeping it tame. They're all good. Uh, it's sad. Okay. I mean, that's the kind of story it is. Okay, I didn't realize so, it was sad. Okay. Got me a little teary-eyed. Oh. Got my wife very teary that's what I hear. got most of the theory how's the music sound good soundtrack yeah it's a good soundtrack we have it in our collection oh great yeah okay um so yeah i'd recommend going but okay. you know also prepare not to like have a great time I understand. because of the type of story but yeah. everybody's good in it i wouldn't be surprised if some people were nominated okay 
Um, probably best original song will be in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, you know what I saw? Venom. Is this the first? We didn't talk about this last. No, you'd seen. I've seen it. Yeah, no, I've. You seen saw it. Venom. Yeah, I'm. I'm on board. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. It was like a. I mean, you. Eric's described it as like a throwback to the days of Ghost Rider and other such bad yeah. superhero films. Yeah. And you're right. I get it, but it just kind of worked yeah. for me. Bad might not. Necess- I mean, I guess it was. We just didn't know any better because it was yeah. all we were getting. Yeah. We were drinking the sand in the desert because we were right. so thirsty. Right. Like, yeah, Nick Cage is Ghost Rider. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need Iron yeah, Man. I don't know. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I, you know, we had a good time watching it and I was never bored and I was always like, what are they doing? That's the but, thing. Venom you know. is not even the out, the first hour, which is the boring yeah. hour because it's just Tom Hardy doing stuff. It's never boring no. because no. even that it's just hardy is just such a weird and it is like make it or break it yeah on a personal level like either you hate him or you maybe i don't know if you can yeah. love him but like <laughs> um so only his mother could love him <laughs> i'm just saying like at the whole first hour you're like what is he doing yeah. so yeah it's strange yeah. somebody was like i i can't remember the bad option but they were like it's either jack sparrow from uh pirates of the mm. caribbean or somebody i have never heard of as yeah. a like bad thing yeah, but i'm like okay yeah, I guess. I get, I mean, it is, he was definitely doing like a persona. Yes. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like, this is the guy I am. Hey. Yeah. Know? So I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I guess it was like a Jack Sparrow, Tony Danza hybrid. Okay, maybe. sure. <laughs> so Tony Danza is. Okay. Yeah. Tony, Tony Danza, Jack Sparrow hybrid. Yeah. Does he yeah. say forget about it? Uh, Tony Danza, I'm sure he has. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He definitely has. Are you going to watch that show with him and uh, Josh? Josh Groban? Yeah. No, I don't it's think on Netflix. so. I'm not, I okay. don't think so. All right. So you like I have Venom. been watching Murphy Brown and it's kind of a lead balloon it's oh not, sorry not very good yeah but. so you like venom because you're a big riot fan yeah that's it that's yeah. exactly it <laughs> no i i just think it was a fun like yeah i don't know yeah like it's kind of a popcorny sort of movie you know yeah. it's just not it's not great it's not splashy it's yeah. not colorful it's just yeah venom so, no yeah you know. when i was in the theater there was never a time where i'm like i gotta check my watch yeah um and it's short too it's only like an hour and yeah. 45 minutes that's true so yeah, real throwback. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> you want to watch Daredevil? Sure. No, you don't. Oh, okay. trust me. I'm a Daredevil seen, fan. I've never seen the extended cut, so maybe I would. It's not that okay. much better. All right. So anyway, back to bookmarks. Uh, here's some things that I finished in the uh, intervening week. Uh, I read Batman and Robin, Volume 2, The Pearl, by Peter J. Tomasi, whom Eric's met. Uh, I did meet and him. And you told him that I liked his Damien. Well... After reading this one, you uh-huh. may have to call him and say, no, I don't, because... <laughs> I'm not going to call and apologize to Peter J. I Tomasi. think maybe you should. I mean, I like I like his stuff in Super Sons, and things, right. but this this one is an older yeah. title, and I really hated it. It was Sorry, very man. bad, so I don't, I, I don't know who it's for. I didn't like this either, but the series, I remember reading one volume, like maybe volume six, yeah. and it was really good. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's why I... Because I'd read the first volume, and I was like, I'll just read it. Through, so I but, think... Woo. Yeah, I want to read... There, there's a Two-Face one before the one I read that I want to read. Okay. So I think the series gets good, but that's, I think it also gets good after Damien is like yeah, out kicked out. Yeah. Uh, I also finished The Dead Zone, which I don't want to get into too much, because I will discuss it at length when you finished it. Yeah, I was, I was um, hoping to finish it... Uh, today Mm -hmm. or yesterday so we could talk about it today and i got like 100 pages left but like i was just like man it's not necessarily doing it for me yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um seems like a wasted concept it is that's exactly what it is but when you finish it i want to i want to deep dive into this because there's just yeah yeah you just want to reach your hands in and just fix it there's a few things i don't like right now okay one of them was that like it's dead zone by stephen king everyone 
is that he was like outed by the news as this. I don't like that it's this big, yeah. everybody knows about it kind right. of thing. It does to me. I'd be like, I guess I'd keep it secret. He's not yeah. good at keeping anything yeah. secret. All right, we got to stop until right. you're done because we're right. just gonna get too into it. But I, I you know, it, I didn't hate it or anything. It yeah. just was. Uh, it just kind of could have been better. Yeah. Uh, I finished Ghost Walker by Barbara Hambly. Uh, this is the one when I'm doing my uh, my little Star Trek Star Wars book club. Uh, is doing this one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is was pretty good actually, and it, it does the thing that I don't normally like, and that is follow an original character and sort of sideline some of the mains. But it actually worked really well, so I was impressed with the novel overall. Uh, I really liked it. I don't know what everybody else is gonna think, but right. uh, but I liked it. And that's it for me. I'm hey, do you know I d- your uh, you call it your book club of the future? Yeah, but you know Star Wars takes place in the past. Yes. Okay. I, know. I just want you to know right. it's basically a fantasy Some, book. Someone club. else brought that up. All right. So pretty sad. Okay. Pretty sad times. Uh, I am currently reading Dear Martin by Nick Stone. Yeah. Why would you pick this one up? I don't know. Because we've had this in the collection for a while. Yeah. I don't know. I just uh, I just saw the cover and was like, hmm, that looks interesting. Okay. So, I don't know. I picked it up. Sure. And I'm really liking it. I actually thought I would finish that one before today too, but All I have right. a little bit left. So I'll tell you more about it next week. And then I'm reading The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. Yeah. So this is the one, uh, author of The Nightingale. Yeah. Uh, this is the one about a Vietnam vet mm-hmm. who moves his family to Alaska. Yeah. And it's uh, the premise has really got me. It's really interesting. He huh. inherits this land with a little cabin on it, and they're just kind of down on their luck. So they're like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to Alaska. Yeah. We're going to start over. Uh, so I always love that kind of thing where they're like, right. well, we got to make this work. So I'm, I'm pretty hooked so far, but I've got a lot of book left to go. So we'll see how I feel. Okay. A couple hundred pages. But right now. Two questions. Yeah. Alaska is the one that's very cold. Sure. Like there's no warm place of Alaska, right? I, I mean, I don't think it's constantly freezing, but I don't uh-huh. think it's ever like, you know, like hot. Yeah. All right. Uh, second. Yeah. Uh, what's the nightingale sound like? I got it. I, I was about to like do. Hmm. I guess it's not important. No, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to figure that out. Uh Okay. That's it for me. What about you? What is you that really do? it? Well, I mean, I guess I, I started a new game. Didn't I you finish... It. Did you finish Needful Things? I can't remember what we I talked did about last Needful week. Thing. Yeah, we talked about Needful Things last week. Okay. But it's a good reminder. The book club is this week uh, on the... Oh, tomorrow. It's tomorrow. <gasps> yep. Uh, uh, October 16th, that is, if you're listening to this later, mm-hmm. later date. Uh, we're meeting at 3.30 over at Needful Things, which is 95 uh, North Main Street. Wait, Needful Things, his name is the book. It's the name of the book, and it's the name of an antique store named after Whoa. the book. So that should be fun. I'm excited about that. We'll see if people like this book or if anybody finished the book besides me is what I'm really curious about. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I did do Needful Things last week. Okay. Uh, I started playing a game called Quantum Break on the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. One of the Ashmore brothers. I can't remember who. Sean? Either either Iceman or Jimmy Olsen from Smallville. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But it's basically this this experiment goes wrong and this guy has moderate-like... Time altering oh, okay. powers, uh, and so you now I'm in really early stages where he's just trying to like come to grips with it. And, uh, but it's a very like a, an immersive mm. game. You know, it feels like a movie. Yeah. And suddenly you're like, oh, geez, I have to control this. You know? Yeah. So uh, I like it so far. It's the first game I've ever played on an Xbox. So hmm. uh, so far so good. Okay. I'll let you know as right. uh, as things progress. Yeah. That's where I am right now. I played a few of their games. Okay. Alan Wake and the two Max Paynes. Okay. All good. All right. Love them all. Cool. All right. So we'll see. What do you got going? Uh, all right. Did I talk about Origin 2 last I week? I don't think so. All right. Well, apologies if I did. I read Origin 2. Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. Wolverine Origin 2. Yeah. Uh, Origin, the first one, was like a big deal when it came out because Marvel 
realized that either they had to finally tell Wolverine's origin, like get his backstory out there, give us his real name and all that stuff, or the movies would do it first. Because uh, this would be... Um, that would have been the second movie was out. So you had okay. the first two movies, and then they were like, "We got to do, we got to do Wolverine's origin." So origin was really, I liked it. Not a people, not a lot of people love it, but I like, like I read it I at the, the first one. Yeah, I read it at a good time in my life where like I haven't read tons of stuff, and it was a big deal. Like I would walk around in high school just being okay. like, "Okay, so Wolverine was doing this when he was in the military. He was doing this. like I try to like I would try to piece it together okay. as a teenager. Like I'm gonna figure this out. <laughs> uh, and then origin came out. I was like, "What? Um, origin two? Not that great. Um, really? Yeah. Mm, that's too bad. Um, it's it's fine, but it's basically like whatever. Um, it's not. It doesn't tell a story that needed to be told. We don't learn anything about Wolverine in this. Sinister had a hand in it. Anyway, it was disappointing. The art was fine, but okay. um, I I re- I own Origin One and like would hand it to people, but I won't give origin two to anybody to read okay anyways what else did i read i read punisher nightmare oh punisher meets another military vet who has the same experience as him except oh, guess what what maybe the, put that punisher has to put that guy down he does hmm. okay. all right <laughs> i wasn't sure uh, i started journey into mystery by karen gillen mm-hmm. uh this is the young loki so little teenage loki oh uh after he w- was killed in siege is he was a graphic actually novel or this yeah a novel? Okay. yeah it's a graphic novel uh so it just follows teen Loki going through and trying to uh, everybody's real mad at him because hmm. he helped destroy Asgard sure, previously. Uh, anyways, it's fun. It's well written. It's it's a good time. I read The Adventure Zone, which is a graphic novel. Uh, the Adventure Zone is a graphic novel adaptation of the podcast, The Adventure Zone. And it's it leads up to their first like it's it's a collection of their whole first story arc in the podcast. Okay. The art's fun. The comic is funny. It's an adult graphic, not like a YA graphic or anything. But the thing is, it's funny, but I feel like I read it because I like the show. Mm. I don't think if you read this graphic, you'll necessarily want to read the listen to the podcast. I I think the podcast is funny. I think the podcast is much funnier than this graphic. And so I don't really... As somebody who loves Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. and like likes oh, a lot of you, yeah you're a bit. okay yeah, yeah I like D and D okay um, I don't really know who this is for yeah. except for people who haven't listened to the podcast I guess because reading it I was like yep this happened in the podcast this was a line from the podcast mm-hmm. so I guess you know it's in a short graphic novel collection which okay. is faster to read than all the episodes are to listen to but yeah it was strange I was I was a little disappointed okay so. well, that's too bad. Um, I mean, it sounds like it'd be great. Yeah, maybe. Fun. I mean, maybe it is one of those things that if somebody reads it, they're like, "Oh, they have a show." Yeah. Oh, D and D. Maybe that's it. Mm. Maybe it will get people into D and D rather than the podcast. Anyway, uh, I guess the big thing I read was Batman White Knight okay. by Sean Murphy. Oh yeah. Allow me to spoil this for no, everyone. Don't. Here I go. No, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, I liked it. Um. It has its faults. It's a little bit too wordy at times. Okay. Where, and I don't mean like, oh, words, me dumb, can't read. Um, I don't know why I sounded like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's wordy in that the characters repeat points to other characters uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so 
So like Batman will explain his point of view to Nightwing, okay. and then he'll explain his that same point of view to Commissioner Gordon, mm. who will then explain the Joker's point of view to Batman after the Joker's explained it to Harley. So it's just kind of like I get it, I get the point of view, um, and it also goes a little too big at the end for me by the type of story that it seems like it's going to be. But okay. I I did really like it. It actually kind of uh, tugged at the heartstrings uh, every now and then with Joker and Harley because yeah. it's actually it's not in the old 90s animated series mm-hmm. but it is because they reference he they reference it a lot you they reference like specific episodes oh. or specific like character traits like baby dolls in it as a, like a side character okay and they mention uh batman giving the dress to harley at the end of uh i think it's harley's holiday was yeah. the episode so like it i don't think it's not you know it's not officially right. part of that but it it's very much in that universe. So okay. like these characters, mm. it's, it does some interesting stuff with Harley Quinn. Uh, so every now and then I'm like, Oh, that's sad. Um, yeah. Batman. I like it. Uh, oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, You're just Tim Allen there for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I don't know if you would, it's, it's dark. It's part, of, it's their first title, the black label. So their new, like yeah, out yeah. of continuity, like yeah. slightly mature, older. Is there, is there any nudity in it? Cause no, no well many people are naked in it but it's not it's not a batman damned situation yeah. there's yeah. no outlines of anything right so right that uh, was a weird choice yeah. if you're not familiar with this dc did a weird yeah, thing you know where they showed a little too much of batman yeah. for some reason yeah or not enough right and depending then, on who you, and then yeah. like airbrushed it out yeah of future i actually just saw it i actually strange. saw the original panel because yeah. I, I went on an article because dc was commenting that it's they strange. were they were embarrassed that they let it out there yeah and i was like well why are you making it a big deal still but right. anyways there it was and yeah. i was like all right good for batman yeah um but also that was the first time i finally found out what batman damned is about oh, what is it about it's batman versus john constantine that's it I, that's the description i read i was okay. like oh i'll read that yeah I, all i've heard is about you yeah. know Right, <laughs> showing too much of Batman's Batman. tool. Yeah, so yeah, any any of them, I guess. Right. Yeah, right. Definitely in the utility belt area. So I mean, the whole purpose of this, what is it? Dark. What's the label called? Dark. Black Black Label. Black Label. They're yeah. just doing like R-rated DC comics. Yeah. Well, I guess because they could make it Vertigo, but they don't really like bringing their superhero stuff into the Vertigo titles. I see. So I think it's just yes, they can do like adult, like Marvel Knights. They can do adult uh, stories with their superheroes that are out of continuity. Hmm. Yeah, so basically it is just R-rated. Yeah, well, that was definitely so. a misstep, I think, because it did sort of control the whole story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so. is that it for you for Bookmark? <laughs> All right, let's move it on to some book news then. Okay. Uh, we've All we've right. been bringing to you uh, up-to-date info about uh, the major book awards right now. The Man Booker Prize is to be announced this week, so we'll have um, some details on that for next week. Right. For right now, the National Book Award has Ooh. been narrowed down to a list of finalists. Oh, I better open that up so right now. So here are the ones... Nick and Eric sent the And they are Florida by Lauren Groff, Where the Dead Sit Talking by Brandon Hobson. This one, actually, this is one I was hoping to find over the weekend because I'd really like to read that one. I don't think our copy has come in yet. Uh, the Great Believers. Uh, which one? Uh, where the Dead Sit Talking. Oh, okay. The Great Believers by Rebecca Mackay. Uh-huh. The Friend by Sigrid Nunez. And it look, looks like that's it for fiction. Did you already say A Lucky Man? No. That, by James that's Brinkley? I can't see. A Lucky Man. Oh, yeah. that's uh, yeah, that's short stories. I did pick that one over the weekend. It, okay. it didn't really do much for me. Yeah, so 
these used to be 10. They've been brought down to five. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. All right. What's, uh, a, what's a nonfiction? Nonfiction. The Indian World of George Washington, The First President, The First American, and The Birth of a Nation. That was all one book? Yes. Yeah, by I'm just Colin I'm just G. Fun. Calloway. I guess. American Eden, David Hosek, Botany and Medicine in the Garden of the Early Republic by Victoria Johnson. Uh-huh. Heartland, a memoir of working hard and being broke in the richest country on earth by yeah. Sarah Smarsh. <laughs> the New Negro, The Life of Alan Locke by Jeffrey mm-hmm. C. Stewart. And We the Corporations, How American Businesses Won Their Civil Rights by oh. Adam Winkler. Good for them. Yeah. Do you think Adam yeah, Winkler is related to Henry Winkler? I don't. Oh. Uh, poetry, the finalists are Wobble by Ray Trout. Do you remember that song, Wobble? I think no. it was like a dance, like do the wobble. No, I don't. All right. <laughs> American Sonnets for My Past and Future Assassin by Terrence Hayes. Ooh. Ghosts of by Diana Coy Nguyen. Indecency by Justin Philip Reed. And Eye Level by Jenny Z. Mm, it's good to be at Eye Level. Uh, you want to take young people's literature? Young people's literature. Do I uh, take it right out of the schools? They can't have it anymore. Rude. No, okay. Uh, Poet X by Elizabeth... Uh, Esvado, The Assassination of Brang Wayne Spurge by M.T. Anderson and Eugene, uh, The Truth as Told by Mason Butler by Leslie Connor, The Journey of Little Charlie by Christopher Paul Curtis, and I've just clicked on that book, so now I guess I voted. Uh, hey Kiddo by Jarrett J. Krasaska. Nope, I said that. Look, I said it wrong, but okay. I don't think I can say it right either. That's fine. <laughs> All right. All right. And are you familiar with any of these? Because they do not look familiar to me. Yeah, we have them. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, at least I recognize The Truth is Told by Mason Butler and The Poet X. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. All right. So those those uh, still have... I think that's next month that the final is for the National yeah, Book November. Awards we listed. Uh, you can find so more exciting. about these specific books at nationalbook.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, all sorts of information on these uh, nominated books as well as past year's winners and other things. So that's yeah. nationalbook.org. Uh, I oh, I guess you do. I was about to tease you for saying .org, but we do still say those. Sorry. Yeah, you say that part. Yeah. If anybody's yeah. been trying to put in the www to reach our yeah. website, they've been out of luck because yeah. we're transitioning away from that. Yeah. It's caused some problems. Just davidahowlibrary.org, everyone, in case mm. you're having worries. Tell your grandma that's how you get here. Uh, let's move on to some... I get where? <laughs> to some uh, advance notices. So these are these are books that Ooh. are going to be published in the next several months. Yeah. Uh, the ones I'm talking about today are coming out in December. So Christmas presents, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Uh, the first is Pandemic by Robin Cook. Mm. Have you ever read Robin Cook? No, but I played Pandemic. Oh, yeah, I played that game. Yeah. Robin Cook <laughs> is one that gets tossed around as like, if you like Michael Crichton, try I've Robin Cook. I've seen that, Cook, you know? yeah. And they have collaborated. Uh, the only thing of Robin Cook's right. that I'm familiar with is the Micro. movie Coma. Oh. Coma, which is written by Robin Cook, mm-hmm. but the movie is adapted and directed by Michael Crichton, mm. which is strange. And it's a strange movie. Okay. Michael Douglas. Uh, I'm, I'm not a Robin Cook fan. I picked up a couple here and there, and I just, mm. I don't like the writing. So. Right. And I didn't realize he had a series, but this is book number 11 in the Jack Stapleton and Laurie Montgomery series, Pandemic by Robin Cook, coming to you December 11th. All right. After a young, seemingly healthy woman collapses suddenly on the NYC subway and dies by the time she reaches the hospital, her case is initially chalked up to a virulent case of influenza. Oh. That is until she ends up on Dr. Jack Stapleton's autopsy table, where Jack discovers something eerily fishy. Uh-oh. First, that the young woman has had a heart transplant. Right. And second, that her DNA matches that of the transplanted heart. Okay. She got her heart back. She got her own heart transplanted yeah. into her? Yeah. Hmm. That's a love song right there. Well, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. 
That makes me kind of want to read that. Oh, boy. Robin Cook's Pandemic. You know what? I'm clicking want to read. No one can stop me. Okay. He clicked it. All right. I did it. I'm going to try it one more time, Robin Cook. That's all you get. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Next, from Webb Griffin or W.E.B. Griffin and William E. Butterworth the yeah. Fourth of the Syrup Dynasty, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm yeah, not the mistaken. Butterworths. The Butterworths. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, the New Hampshire Butterworths, yeah. I believe. Uh, Enemy of My Enemy, book number five in the Clandestine Operations series. At oh, least, I know this. At least W.E.B. Griffin is keeping it in the family with yeah. William E. Butterworth the Fourth. Yeah. You know? Is my enemy, right? The enemy of my enemy is my enemy. Is my friend, I believe. No, I wouldn't want to be friends with my. But you enemy. have something in comics. You have a mutual enemy. Mm-hmm. If what you if work they're... together to destroy that enemy, right, friend? Yeah, but then you're mean girls. That's true. You're just bullies. So you're frenemies. Two on one. That's not yeah, fair. You're right. You're right. You're right. Special <laughs> Agent James Cronley Jr. finds that fighting both ex-Nazis and the Soviet NKGB can lead to strange bedfellows cool. in the dramatic new clandestine operations novel about the birth of the CIA in the Cold War. So in this case, the enemy. Uh, yeah. His enemy yeah. is maybe the CIA, Yeah, I want to say. It's hard to say. I don't know. Listen, I don't know if we've told every like World War II story we can, but it definitely starts. it's definitely beginning to feel like we've told all the Cold War stories we can tell. True. I'm Every time I find out something is set in the well, Cold War, I'm like, okay. I'm well, little... yeah. But I mean, World War II, that's been like yeah. every book for the last several years. Yes. It's been World War II. Yeah. But I just... And both... Um, both Oh, what's the one we were reading? Dead Zone. Mm-hmm. Dead Zone and um, The Great Alone are both Vietnam era. That's true. So. Yes. I just feel like, especially with movies, if I find out it's set during the Cold War, yeah. I'm, yeah. I check out. Too cold. What? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I'm too cold. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I just don't. That's that's one thing. It's like putting... Oh, I'd love uh, some pudding right ta- now. It's like putting uh, oh, Taylor Kitsch in a movie. If you know, <laughs> if you put Taylor Kitsch in a Cold War film, yeah. I'm going into a coma. Are you? By Robin Cook. Well. <laughs> so. Directed by Michael Crichton. <gasps> All right. Uh, the Boy by Tammy Hoag. This is book number two. All right. In We're about Broussard to hear it. And 4K for The Boy uh, series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An unfathomable loss or an unthinkable crime. Number one New York Times oh. bestselling author Tammy Hoag keeps you guessing in her most that a review? thriller yet. <laughs> a panic-stricken woman runs in the dead of night, battered and bloody, desperate to find help. Uh, um, this one is too long for me to read. This to book? You. It's a very, very oh, long. Oh, the description. Very long. Let's see. Okay. Um, you have no patience. No, I don't. Okay. So I've never read Tammy Hoag before. The first in the series is What does she write? Shoemaker's um, Wife? N- no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, the first one in this call is uh, Thin Dark Line is book one. Uh, and that's that's coming out of her Doucette series and actually sets up this new series, Broussard and Forcade. So this is uh, the follow-up, The Boy, is what right. this one is called. Uh, have I already said let's hear it for the boy? Yeah, you have. Let's started hear with that. it for the boy. Give the boy a hand, yep. Yeah. All right, that's it for me. Biggest biggest crime in the c- our country is that it's called let's hear it for the boy, not boys, right? Mm. Yeah, it's one I, of those things. Yeah. One I think it's things. yeah. Hear it for the boys. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's up next? I would like to hear what's up in the New York Times bestseller list. New York Times bestsellers list. Well, first I got to open up Vamp. It's Vamp. like it's our first day. No, it's like Vamp. It's our first day. Just on the Vamp job. a little bit. Uh, I thought it was interesting that that the Great Alone is Vietnam set because that was one of the hard parts about reading Dead Zone because so much of it is like feels very familiar to our current times that I was like, man, that was depressing. And then I started Great Alone and it was like. Hey, guess what? We're what? also Vietnam era. Uh, you know, so that was that was <laughs> a little right. depressing. Well, the, w- the Dead Zone Book Club is going to meet on Halloween, October thirty first, three thirty, right yeah. here at the library. Yeah, 
You ready to go? Yeah. Take it away. All right. Number 10. uh, Bernard. It is Bernard, right? Bernard Cornwell's Mm -hmm. War of the Wolf. The Saxon Tales series continues as Uthred of Bourbonberg. No, hold on. Biebenberg. Yeah, I think it's Biebenberg. All right. Biebenberg. Uh, <laughs> Bieberberg. That's Bieb- that's a town dedicated to Justin Bieber. Huh. It's the worst town in the world. Population, none. Uh, fights a new foe who controls an army of wolf warriors and wants to rule North Umbria. Oh, boy. Listen, <laughs> I know I'm a bigger sci-fi fan than I am fantasy. North Umbria. But that was still exhausting for me. Um, all right. Number nine. Uh, one of Nick's favorite series. He still reads it every day. He likes everything about it. Really? He has nothing negative to say one about this series, series. Period. Uh, David Weber's Uncompromising Honor, the 19th mm. book in the Honor Harrington series. You know what? Go on. I have recently been thinking that I would like to you miss Honor. maybe try out the Honor Harrington books again because <gasps> I haven't read them in many years. Let's hear it and for Nick. On Basilisk's, Basilisk's Station, the uh-huh. first one in that is a great book. It really is. All right. Um, well, this nineteenth so, book made it to the ninth spot of the New York Times bestseller list. I can't list. believe they're still going. The Star Kingdom's Grand Fleet commander takes on the Solarian League's corrupt leader and its navy, Space Navy. I, they need to all say that. It needs to be a Space Navy. I read the first five, and I'm I wow. kind of like go back and forth on yeah, you know, one I like, one I don't. You know, yeah. Well, you got fourteen more ahead of you. I know. All Flag right. and Exile was the last one I read, and that was that really let me down. So. I'm sorry, man. Maybe I'll get back in the game. Maybe right. this is the time. Number eight on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delilah Owens. Mm-hmm. In a quiet town of North Carolina coast in 1969, a woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect. It's a marsh murder, and she's it's the marsh, marsh woman. Yep. Marsh woman or marsh lady? Uh, marsh folk. Marsh woman. Would, would you call people, people the mar- marsh people, not the marsh, the marsh folk? I don't think you'd say folk. No. All right. Uh, Marshers. Oh, we already did this last week. I said Martians. Yeah. That was fun. That's yeah. confusing, though. I think it's Marshmallows, yeah. Boy, <laughs> that was exhausting. Yeah. Number seven, Robert Galbraith's uh, Lethal White. A, Corm's, uh, a Cor- Cormoran, Cormoran Strike. Cormoran Strike. Uh, this also says believe who you want to believe. Hmm. That was a... The, 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 oh, uh, the that was creatures it. in yes. the suitcase thing. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, the unexpected creatures in the suitcase. What's it called? Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, yes. uh, the fourth book of Corman Strike series, Detective Strike and Alicot investigate a crime of a young man, uh, crime a young man may have witnessed as a child. Uh, this could also be called Witness, but hmm. it's not. They didn't call it Witness. I love Harrison that Ford. movie with Harrison Ford. I haven't seen it. Lover. Oh, is it? It's very good. Number six, Juror Number Three by James Patterson and Nancy Allen. This is the only James Patterson book here. We Boy, did this last year. Asleep on the job. Uh, Ruby Bozarth defends a college football star charged in a felony case complicated by a second murder. A second murder. Yeah. That's my favorite part. That's your favorite part when somebody well, it's just else is murdered? No, it's just You're because, like, you know, he's, he's being tried for murder, but there's only one complication, and that is another a s- murder. A second you know, murder, just, yeah. That seems like more than a complication yeah. when you have a second murder. Yeah. Do you think when they win the when they win the case, he's going to yell touchdown? Maybe I would. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, number five, we got a bunch of new stuff here. Cool. I'm ready. Uh, Anne Rice has um, blood. Ca- what? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't. Whatever, vampire. Okay. <laughs> vampire. Nope. Blood communion. Oh. The latest in the Vampire Chronicles well, series by Princess. Uh, details Prince Lestrat's reign over the vampire world. Great. Hmm. I've been, I don't I've know. I'm just saying what 
tell me more about his reign. I I guess maybe I'm kind of interested. Like if it's like his journal of just like boy, yeah. today I had to do this just for the Vampire yeah. Kingdom. I could read if, that. What if it's very administrative. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> day oh, in oh, and day boy. out. Prince yeah, here I am. Yeah. King of the vampires. Yep. yep. I'll approve that bunch of code. That okay, sounds fine. Yep, let's yeah. go ahead. Cow's and blood, cheese blood. And... Yeah. All right. Uh, number four, Alaska. Oh, hold on. So, Debbie. Oh, never mind. That was Danielle Steele. Debbie McCumber has a new book then. This is number four Alaskan Holiday. Mm. Kind of like The Great Alone. Yeah. They're both holidays. Yeah. In Alaska. You're right. You're right. And written by uh, bird the authors. The very last holiday. Uh, a Seattleite cook stuck in a remote ponder, Alaska, grapples with her feelings for the local swordsmith. Mm-hmm. The local swordsmith. I she, gotta say, yeah, she I was grapples I'm, with her feelings <laughs> for a local swordsmith. I, I was taken by surprise with that yeah, uh, I profession. Ex- I didn't expect it to go there. I didn't realize swordsmithing was still such a. And then I have to in Alaska. All right, where's the wanna read yeah. button? Okay, you're gonna hunt polar bears with what? An axe? Yeah. You need a sword. I'm a swordsmith. <laughs> Uh, an absolute remarkable thing by Hank Green. Oh is yeah, at number three. Yes, yep. I've got uh, that book on my shelf. Not I keep meaning. Do you? To, yes, I do. Oh, I keep meaning to read it. And okay, I haven't. So uh, one of these days, I've heard good things. Number I yeah, I haven't read it. I mean, it's adult one. The general so. reviews are mixed, but I've heard nice. I have some friends who've read it who like it. But. Okay, are they smart friends? Uh, there are people who are in the bag for Hank Green. So okay. you know, it's hard to say. Uh, number two, Vince Flynn, Red War by Kyle Mills. Okay. So, uh, I prefer a, like, burgundy war. Hmm. A, a rust-colored like war. Nice, a nice war. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a Mitch Rapp novel by Kyle Mills. Yeah. Uh, when the Russian Prime Minister plots to invade the Baltics, only Mitch Rapp can stop him by picking up the phone and saying, hey, don't you do that. <laughs> Number one, Looks number stupid. one on the New York Times bestsellers list, so A Spark of Light by Jody Bacolt. The lives of patients, doctors, and activists intersect when a gunman holds them all hostage in a woman's health center in mm. Mississippi. Uh, luckily, Wonder Woman will not come to their rescue because this would be one of the worst Wonder Woman books because Jody Bacolt wrote a pretty bad Wonder Woman graphic novel back in the day. Oh, I'm I, yeah. I'm going to bring that up I every time that. Jody Bacolt was fine. is a topic. Yeah. You, you thought it was fine? Yeah. I didn't like it at all. Oh. She just, oh, I didn't like it. Okay. It was bad Wonder Woman. Sorry. Uh, that's it. That was number one. Jodie okay. Picoult made number one. I guess All I right. didn't realize she was a number one author, but I guess she doesn't write as much as like our Danielle Steeles. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That's true. All right. You're uh, over this. So you know, let's no, move I'm on. not. I'm okay. not. I'm just, I'm so excited because we haven't heard this music in a long time. So roll it. Lonely. Thank you for doing that. And that sound means that it's time for a Lonely Hearts book club. Uh-huh. So if you're new to the podcast, uh, drop everything and listen to the first the 164 episodes yeah. prior. But what we do here is we have a huge collection and we have a down in the stacks. We have books that, you know, haven't seen the light of day in a while. So we run a report. We find some things that uh, haven't haven't been taken for a spin. Right. And we investigate and see if it's because they're bad or if it's just because they're <laughs> forgotten. So we're Halloween themed this time. So the one I've selected for today is called A Gathering of Ghosts. Okay. What do you think of that title? It's it's descriptive. It's a gathering of ghosts. Yeah. It's pretty what do you call that? A gaggle? A murder? Um, no, a murder no, of ghosts. They've all been murdered. So I that's see. that's bad that's bad uh, Oh, you don't like that? Etiquette. Yeah. Okay. Well 
All right. Uh, let me tell you what we're looking at. A here. bro of ghost. The author is. Can bro be a group? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. There goes a bro of bros. Let's see. Uh, Gathering. Roy Roy Lewis original original uh, cover price ten ninety five. Got a hardcover here. Who wrote it? Roy Lewis. Roy Lewis. Yes. Uh, this one came out in nineteen eighty three. It is actually book number one in a series, a series that I have never heard of before, uh, but it stars a central character named Arnold Landon. This book came out in 83, the year of my birth, and continued up through Goddess of Death, book number 22, which was just published in 2012. So this was a long-running series, uh, and this this is where it all began. The Graveyard of Ghosts? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Why not? Okay. So this just this just uh, has no no circulation history on it at all. Uh-huh. Uh, it looks like maybe it's got a little bit of use. The cover is a photograph. Those are pretty white pages. They are dusted only by time. You're right. <laughs> the cover is a photograph. Uh, a man. I can see a little bit of a, a monk style bald spot on the top. Uh, his. You his, mean you mean like a a monk in a monastery, not yeah. monk. By, of Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Okay. No, I don't... He wouldn't appreciate that. Man laying in the grass. Looks like he's maybe dead. It's hard to say. Oh, no. He's got a flashlight that's on that he's dropped. Um, it's not really doing it for me. It looks like... It looks like... I don't know, like a Christian book that you'd find in like a really old church library. Huh. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah. Where he just like... He needs the Holy Spirit yeah. to save him. I see it. So it doesn't really say like, pick me up and read me. I'm a great mystery. Uh, but Roy Lewis is the author, born in 1933. According to Fantastic Fiction, uh-huh. Roy Lewis is a well-established crime writer with 60 novels to his name. Ooh. He lives in the north of England where he sets many of his books. He's a former college principal and inspector of schools who now runs his business training programs and his business interests in Hong Kong, Singapore, and Malaysia. He has three children, all of them lawyers. Hmm. So he is very prolific. He has yeah. several series under his belt. The John Crow series, Eric Ward, Arnold Landon, <gasps> and of course, Wait this is... Wait a second. Is uh, Who some Ward? collections, Eric, <gasps> some nonfiction, some novellas, and several standalone novels. So, again, right. over 60 published books. Number one in the Landon series. But here. people here in Wellsville don't care. They don't care. Don't They don't want to read it. From the inside cover. The mysteries of Roy Lewis have always enjoyed critical success. Mm. A certain blindness was acclaimed by the New York Times Book Review as smoothly written, compassionate, yet with plenty of force, and praised for its absorbing old crime sleuthing by Kirkus. Now, in a gathering of ghosts, a city planning officer's interest in ancient structures leads to the discovery that an old barn scheduled for demolition to make way for an amusement park is actually the work of a legendary medieval craftsman. When his attempt to have the barn to save the barn provoke a strange resistance from a number of people, he turns detective to uncover and solve two murders, one long forgotten and one more recent that leads to a still greater mystery. What do you think of that? Uh, let's go. Do you like Let's it? Let's do it. Does it sound interesting to you? I don't know. I guess I sort of... I mean, why are people freaking out that he wants to save this barn? Yeah. That's, that's intriguing. It's kind of a Hardy, Bo- Hardy Boys it thing, is. isn't it? A little bit. A little bit. All right. Uh, let me give you a, let me give you a first page here. Okay. Oh, well, we have a, we have a definition of ghost. Oh, ghost, yeah. <laughs> as noun, defined. The outward and visible sign of an inward fear. Do you think... Ambrose Pierce, oh. The Devil's Dictionary. Uh, it's not even from the actual dictionary. I guess not. Okay. Well, I mean, not to discredit that other dictionary. Yeah. They might have... Very, um, do you think this doesn't have anything to do with ghosts? I I think it's going to be eerie, but it probably doesn't yeah. actually have something to do with yeah. ghosts. Yeah. yeah. But I saw a ghost in the barn. Yeah. That was a lantern 
pointed at a mirror. Wow. They're kind of like doing a Dana Carvey thing there for a minute. Was I? Yeah, it was cool. Nice. Chapter one, <laughs> part one. I guess cool. The senior planning officer possessed a range and color of expletive that was beyond Arnold Landon's comprehension. Oh, boy. Arnold presumed it was the direct result of the senior planning officer's flirtation when young and immature with the engineering industry, where he had learned all about such mysteries as male and female joints before he was tempted by the precise delights of cartography and the medieval excitements of architecture. What? But they had been the formative years for the senior planning officer, and they had overscored his verbal elegance with an occasional uncontrollable coarseness, exacerbated by tensions and the realization that at 5.30, he would be faced with his wife's Thursday cottage pie. Okay. He hated cottage pie. Oh, good. He'd once confided this to Arnold. It was a confidence Arnold had always respected. Uh, first thoughts, Eric. What do you got? What do I have by that? I'm not in it. You, you don't like I it. said let's go, but now I don't want to You anymore. don't want to? You don't want to? I mean... Well, it's very British. Is that it's, what this is? Is that very, what we're dealing it's with? It's very wry. It's very like, mm. oh, here we go. Yes. You know? Yeah. Which is... Yeah. Could work, but it is, it's a hard start. Yeah. It's a hard start yeah. to sort of automatically be on this guy's like, yeah, I hate cottage pie too, whatever your name is. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. to dive right in like that's a little tough. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Cottage pie. Can't I just get on death row? Am I, right? no, I guess that's a little Am bit I more right? Jersey than I guess. So. <laughs> uh, for Arnold admired the senior planning officer. He admired his lean gray suited form, the coolness he normally displaced at planning Ooh. inquiries, the panache with which he dealt with. F- uh, Philistinism from ignorant counselors and greed from property developers. He had once devastated a secretary of state in front of his own departmental inspector, and he had had the foresight to realize that Arnold Landon had been wasting his time in the town clerk's department. For that fact alone, Arnold admired him and would forgive him anything, even his language when he lapsed from, lapsed from good taste as now. Uh-huh. It will be boring, the senior planner officer had warned, and frustrating. <laughs> But not to Arnold. The move to planning had been a dream come true, for it had brought him into contact with the world of reality, his reality, and it had given him the opportunity to indulge his passion. This is dead boring. <laughs> no, it's British. It's you ver- said it. I di- well, yeah, but it's very boring. Well, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm so not... You're 100%. Invi- I, you're 100% out. Yeah. I, okay. I preferred the version where we were like, cottage pie, blah. Okay. I, I wish it was like yeah. self-aware. I understand. Me too. So when did this book come out again? 1983. Oh, that's not old enough to get away with being... Okay. Uh, you know what I mean? I've got a little bit more dialogue here, so I'm, I'm in a little farther. I'm about page 63. All right, let's let's. Like if it was from the 60s, you'd get it. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, it's old, yeah. and it's br- br- but like eighty three, like they had to have a little bit of self awareness. I guess it was Margaret Thatcher's Britain at that time, wow. so maybe they had to keep a Deep l- stiff upper lip. Page sixty three, <laughs> part three. The red light came on, and Miss Farnshaw White straightened in her chair, tightened the blouse over her breasts by the simplest expedient of breathing in and pulling in her tummy, and smiled at the winking cameraman. Good evening and welcome, she said breathily. And this is Northern Lights, she smiled toothily. Mm-hmm. Rodney was making waving motions with his limp-wristed hands. Miss Fanshawe White waited until the background music had faded, and then she began. We have in the studio this evening three people who are locked in battle over what some might regard as an esoteric discussion, but which, to one of them at least, is an important non-academic matter. Mr. Charles Burke, if I may speak to you first, what is your interest in the matter which is engaging public attention, the age of the old wheat barn? Mm. I don't... <laughs> Look, I don't know. Skip to the end. Skip to the I want to know what I like. Read okay. the last chapter. Nobody's going to read this who's listening well, to the I'm podcast. Not, I'm not going to read the end. Okay. To you. But I want to know. Yeah. Can I show you? It was a bat with a bell on it. Yeah. A, a vamp, like a bat. Yeah, not a lot of chapters in this thing. I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. This is, from the, this is from the end, the last section. Okay. 
It had been early, so there was only one regular in the public bar nursing a pint. Arnold had gone into the lounge bar, still littered somewhat after the wedding parties, depreciatous at lunchtime. The buxom lady was behind the bar, and Arnold had asked her if her husband was available. She had yelled out behind the bar, and after a few moments, he had emerged, sleepily. He seemed vaguely alarmed when he recognized Arnold, as though he was afraid Arnold was going to claim he had been shortchanged at lunchtime. When Arnold assured him he merely wanted a brief conversation and a glass of shandy, the effects of the lager were still horrific in Arnold's mind. The man seemed relieved. At Arnold's request, he poured a generous measure of lemonade into the puddle of beer, took Arnold's money, and then said, Now what was it you wanted to chat about, sir? A couple of things, Arnold said. I was in here the other day, and you were telling me about a quarrel that broke out involving James Rampton. Look, I don't get, <laughs> I don't get what I'm reading here. It's dull. Yeah. It's boring. It's yeah. not engaging. I think like maybe like your Martin Freemans of the world could possibly sell it. Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman, yeah. Okay. So is this maybe sell it? Is this on BBC then we're watching this? Yeah, I think this would yes. Yes, definitely would have to be like a BBC thing. Okay. I understand I guess I guess I do understand the tone. I understand what we're going for. I just don't know like it's a bad start. It's a bad start because you either have to like be on the side of the character or be like trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? And it's not engaging enough to really like click in with him. So right. I don't know, but yeah. I mean, it ran for 22 episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, books, British though books, 22 oh, books. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, 22 books over the course of 30 years is yeah. pretty good. So yeah. somebody, but it is weird to me because I'm a fan of mysteries. Yeah. You know, I, I have just never bumped up against one of these books in my life. Yeah. None of the titles are familiar. It's, the character isn't familiar. We're all for like promoting reading and read what you want and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it takes all kinds and all that. But like from that first paragraph, I have never been, I've never looked for the exit in a book so fast before. Mm. That was, that was something else. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just so quickly you're able to tell like, oh, it's going to be all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I guess maybe then our, yeah. our look, the cover here... looks very much like it should be part of Midsummer Murders. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it does. I don't think I can watch Midsummer Murders. I've that always watched looks... a couple episodes. How I is try... it? It's okay. okay. I tried to read the books that it's based on, and those were about as boring as this. Okay, actually, so all right, not good. But I, I apologies think... to Midsummer Murders. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> I think that I would have to say that uh, the people of Wellsville made a right choice yeah. in leaving a gathering of ghosts, but down uh, in also, the stacks to gather. Read it dust. for yourself. We yeah, didn't spoil give it. A shot. I'm not going to discard it. Yeah. If you want to change it status from it never being checked out, I mean, you could be the one. Yeah. You could be the one to do that. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Check it out. Read it. Let us know if it's better than what we thought in a very short amount of time. Well said. So. And there's there's 22 <laughs> Exhaustingly more, said. So, you know, yeah. 22. You go for it. Wow. All right. So that's going to do it for the Lonely Hearts Book Club. Uh, let's talk some library news. In the park. I think I've already mentioned the book clubs, but I'll tell you again. Okay. Uh, we're wrapping up Needful Things. After that, we're going to be wrapping reading, up tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to be reading Her Royal Spinus by Reese Bowen. This <laughs> is the first in a new mystery. Well, not a new mystery series, but oh, we've never on. we've never what done this it? series before. So, uh, it's a good place to start if you if you're a mystery fan. This is book one. Uh, we're going to be doing that. That's going to be mid-November, so plenty of time to join us for that, and we'll have copies available. Uh, the Dead Zone by Stephen King is going to be on Halloween, October 31st. That's true. At 3.30 here at the David A. Howe Public yeah. Library, so hope you'll join us for that. Yeah. 
Uh, coming up, we have we're doing a special screening of a documentary called Dance Maker. That's October nineteenth uh-huh. at seven o'clock. We have the Andover Ecumenical Choir doing two shows, and then we have a new group called Hungry Town not a Halloween band, coming <laughs> on the 30th of October at 7 mm. o'clock in the auditorium. So we hope you can join us for any and all of those. Hungry Town, the yeah. day before Halloween. Not a Halloween band? I know. Do they I play, uh, is it an, like an acoustic folksy kind of thing? Yeah. And it's not Halloween. Not Halloween. No. Nope. All right. Nope. We'll see. I know. We'll I'll, see. I'll ask them if they'll do Monster Mash. If they'll do a folks version. A folk, yeah. Version of Monster Mash, which actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, now I'm going to look that up right <laughs> after I this. I want that to happen. So. Folk version uh, what about you anything you want to mention uh book wise yeah, give me a section i uh, said sec you second can, give yeah, me you a second have, you can have a whole section. uh all right uh october 27th we have harry potter's owls coming there uh hawk hawk creek is bringing them there's a 12 30 uh on october 27th that's a saturday so they're bringing like three owls it's 30 minutes is short so bring the kids uh yeah. they'll stay entertaining the whole time or your money back <laughs> <laughs> it's a free program we will not be giving any money back um <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was funny. It was. Um, and then right after that is our like kids' Halloween party. Yeah. And then right after that, we're showing Scooby-Doo and the Gourmet Ghost. Yeah. Who's the celebrity chef? Do you Bobby know? Bobby Flay. Yeah. Which one is Bobby Flay? No idea. How do you not get know. like the celebrity chefs like everybody knows? The Gordon Ramsay's. The, uh... you, think, you think the Scooby-Doo people have the Gordon Ramsay money? Well, who's the other guy? Who am I thinking of? Guy Fieri? Gary <laughs> Guy Fieri, yeah. Where's Guy Fieri? He's yeah. a Scooby-Doo character, yeah. if there ever was one. Scooby-Doo's like, Rope Ranks. Hard pass. Oh, Scooby. Yeah. Scooby. Um, all right, so enough with making fun of Guy Fieri. Yeah. Uh, Tuesdays, we have our uh, arcade Tuesdays uh, up in the teen loft. Uh, Wednesday nights are teen nights. Uh, this Wednesday, we're watching Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, that's fun. I'm practicing saying Ant-Man and the Wasp and not Ant-Man versus Wasp oh. because I've been saying it's that. It's not a like, DC movie. I know. Right? That's along. it. <laughs> I've been doing it for six months being like, ah, darn it, DC. Um, and then, yeah, I guess that's it. Okay. So uh, a lot of stuff going on at the library, a lot of Halloween yeah. stuff. We're also doing a special Stephen King raffle. We've got two big batches of Stephen King books and audiobooks. So all you have to do is stop in and fill out a fill out an entry form for that. Right. So anyway, uh, I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week, other what than next week? other than the Man Booker uh, winners. You will hear about that. Yeah. So I hope second. you'll join us for then. Check out back episodes. Make sure to rate and share the podcast. Yeah. And uh, that's going to do it. So okay. we'll see you next time.